0: job building you up lifting you up and so what you've heard today that's exactly what he wants to do he wants to just lift you up he wants to encourage you this morning does anybody feel encouraged right now in the presence of God if you have been just high five your neighbor and tell him I'm encouraged and you can be seated man what a what an awesome time in the presence of God this morning amen wow Thank you for being here this morning. Anybody just love being in the house of God today? Man, that was weak. We've, we've just been experiencing the presence of God, and I say, anybody glad to be in the house? And I get like one or two hand claps. Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? There we go. There we go. Man, sometimes I forget. I'm, maybe I'm not in a Pentecostal church. I don't know. I'm not sure. Hallelujah. Anyway, so glad you're here today, amen? You know, it's, it's exciting to, to, just to be in part of what God's doing here at Grow Church. And Last week we talked about us being a family. Anybody, anybody glad for that, that we're the family of God? I'm telling you, and, and there's privileges to that. There's, obviously, we talked about there's responsibilities to being in the family of God, but I'm here to tell you, folks, there's nothing like being a, a child of God. Nothing better, nothing greater, nothing more pleasing, nothing more, more privileged, right? Nothing more blessed than, be a, than being a child of God this morning. Amen. Well, we're starting a new series today called I Will, and you notice... All of the banners and the shirts and all that. and So maybe some of you have been wondering, you know, really what I will is about. So this month, you're going to find out, okay? So here's what I want to challenge you to do. I don't want you to miss any Sundays in March. Because we're building this thing, and, and uh, you heard Ron mention March 29th. That's going to be a huge day for the life of our church. So you need to mark that on your calendars. Be here, especially be here that day. But, but you need to try to make it all the month. Because all this is going to start making a lot of sense to you. As we walk through this journey of I Will together. And I'm excited to bring to you a message today uh, about that. About I Will and about the vision and mission behind what we're, what we're wanting to accomplish through this I Will initiative. And so here's what I want to do. I want to just challenge you today in, your, in your, your walk with God. Your faith and just believing that God's promises are yes and amen. How many of you know God's promises are yes and amen? And so we're going to jump right in today. We're gonna go in. We're gonna be reading now the book of Joshua, chapter one. anybody ever read Joshua? You know the story of Joshua. You know Moses led the children of Israel for a long time, right? Over forty years. And the Bible says that the the children of Israel, God had promised them, made some promises to them, right? He promised them that he would give them this awesome piece of land, a, a huge piece of land. And he said, here's what, what it's going to look like. This land is going to be awesome. It's going to flow with milk and honey. It's going to be the, just an amazing place for you to reside. Well, here's what happened. Moses led them out of Egypt. You guys know the story, the Red Sea, they cross the Red Sea. And, the, and then you've heard the story of the Ten Commandments where they, they go to the mountain. And, and Moses goes up and hears from God. And they have the Ten Commandments. And, and so we have the law given. And then here's what happens. They begin to disobey. They begin to murmur and complain. Anybody ever murmured and complained before? No, not any of y'all. So they begin to murmur and complain, and God says, listen, I'm providing you. I'm giving you manna. I'm giving you quail to eat. I'm providing your needs. You're... Your, uh, your shoes aren't wearing out. Your clothes aren't wearing out. So for 40 years, you know what happened? Because of their murmuring and complaining, they wandered around. like Anybody ever wandered around like a dog chasing its tail? That's what they were doing. Basically what they were doing, they were just wandering around. Because God had promised them the land, but they didn't believe it. They couldn't place, they didn't have enough faith in God to say, okay, God, you're going to take care of these. No, what they did was they got their eyes off, off of him and on themselves. And they began to, all they did for 40 years was wander around in this wilderness, missing out, listen to me, folks, missing out on what God had promised them. And listen, folks, they weren't very far away from it. They were so close to the promised land, and they're just wandering. Well, here's what happens. Moses gets later up in years, and God you know, God um, says, Moses, your time's up. And because some, even because of some disobedience on Moses' behalf, he didn't get a chance to go in. And so he's looking out. God gives him a view of the, of the land, but he didn't, didn't get to go in. And so Moses dies, and God says, I'm picking a new guy. I'm picking Joshua to take over where, Moses, uh, to, where he left off. And so this story of, of Joshua, the, the book of Joshua, picks up there where God says Moses is dead. We're going to read this in just a second. And Joshua, you're my guy now, all right? So we're going to pick up there. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to start with verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses Look at this. Take take notice of this. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. What's he doing? He's reiterating the promise he had made years before. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all of the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. What does he say here? For I will be, say it, with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. You hear some promises that are emerging here. God's reminding his people about what he's promised, okay? So you need to take real close attention to that. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Look at this, be strong, what does he say? And courageous, be careful to obey all the instructions. You notice notice the word all? God wants you all in, folks, right? He says, do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left, then you will be, say it out loud, successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. God's making some pretty big promises here. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For what? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So here's what I want to do. The first thing, if you're taking notes, and uh, just in your, in your journal, you know, you heard Ron mention it earlier, your journal there. There's a place for you to take notes. Now, I want to say this. I, I missed my outline just a little bit, so I've changed it up. So the first two points are flip-flop, if you're taking notes in your journal. Uh, and so the first point I'm going to make is have faith that God will do what he says he'll do. Amen? How many of you know he's, he's a promise-keeping God? And so, as we look at these passages of the Scripture, there's some things I want to draw out from those passages. Number one, we can believe that the vision God, God initiates will come to pass. Do you believe that? What He initiates comes to pass. And this is the, what Joshua 1 all about. It's, about a, it's, a, it's the example of God has already promised something. What did He promise? He promised the children of Israel that they could have the land of Canaan, the promised land. And that this land would be amazing, right? This is a a land flowing with milk and honey. This is an awesome, fertile land that will produce for them. And so God is promising them blessings. He's promising them success. Here's something else to consider. They needed to believe, right? It was up to them to believe that God was faithful to his promises. Anybody know that God's faithful to his promises? Has he been faithful to you? Can I get an amen this morning? And so here's what he says. He says, Have faith in me. I'm going to be with you all th- throughout the whole journey. And so the question becomes how did they have faith to believe that God would fulfill his promise? The reason they could have faith is because God had already been faithful to them throughout. Listen, here's, here's something you need to get. Even, listen to me, folks. Even in the middle of their disobedience, God was faithful. Because it was in the disobedience that he provided the quail and the manna. It was in their disobedience that he provided their shoes and their clothes not wearing out. How many of you know that sometimes even in the middle of your disobedience, God's never leaving you. He's got you right where he wants you. Amen. He's faithful. And so here's what we understand about God. Because he's faithful, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to leave you hanging, right? And so the the children of uh, Israel understood something. They understood that God would keep his promises and that he would carry out everything that he had promised that he would do. The vision could become a reality because of God. Now here's the other thing you need to understand. The reason it's going to come come to pass is because it's his vision. Not ours. You understand? When God gives the vision, when God gives the pro- the promise, you can rest assured it's going to come about because He's the one who's He's the one leading the way. He's the one casting the vision. Here's something else. You notice He told Joshua to be strong and courageous to study the book of the law, right? Over and over again. Not just read it one time and leave it. No, what did He say? He said. Meditate on it. In other words, rehearse it over and over again. What was the outcome gonna be of him rehearsing the book of the law over and over again? Success and prosperity, right? And so here's the reality of this, folks. If we will, if we will understand that God's given us a plan, he's given us a vision, and we'll rehearse it, and we'll get it down on the inside and we'll obsess about it, then what happens? The Bible says it will succeed. And so that's where we are today. Our story here at Grow Church is no different than that. God has been faithful to us on our journey. Can I get an amen? Those of you that have been here a while, you know God's been faithful. Amen. Ten years ago, we were, we were struggling a little bit here at Grow Church. Amen. But you know God's been faithful over the last ten years, and we're not struggling anymore, but here, there's more room to take. Amen. There's more ground to cover. Can I get an amen this morning? So therefore, we can trust what God has promised us. What he promised us will come to pass. He has given us a plan. And he's made it very clear what this church is about. Here's what he's promised us. He's promised us to bring people here for us to disciple. Do you believe that this morning? That there are people right outside these doors who God has Preparing and orchestrating to be be a part of Grow Church. And we're going to have an opportunity. We're going to have the privilege of discipling them. Amen. He's made that promise to us. He's also promised to empower us as a body of Christ to win people and disciple them. That's the heart of God. And so the question becomes, what's standing in the way of more people being won to Christ and discipled? What's standing in the way? Well, I want to take you back. We want to go back and we want to just kind of think about this, this vision that God's given us. And so, you know, it started 88 years ago in a living room where people prayed and said, listen, you know what, we want, we want God to impact our culture. And that's, where, that's really where the vision began. And so here's what we're saying, that God, is, God has given us a vision for people to be fully alive in Christ. To understand and know that God has called us to love God and to love people. He's called us to teach others to grow in God's character. It's a discipleship effort. He's going to give us people to disciple. He's also said to us that we're going to serve. We're going to understand that God's given us a purpose, that he has given us talents and abilities, things that he wants us to accomplish, and we're going to use them to serve the body of Christ. That's why we're here. That's why he's positioned us here. And then he's also taught, uh, to, uh, said to us we're going to reach our community by sharing the message of the gospel. How many of you know the message of the gospel is the most powerful message on the planet? That's what transforms people. It's not eloquent speaking. It's not great music that transforms people's hearts. No, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the fact that Christ came, lived a sinless life, died a cruel death on the cross, and walked out of the the tomb. That's the most powerful message on the planet. And so what he's called Grow Church to do is to preach that, to shout that from the rooftops. Amen. And so that when people hear it, their lives are changed and transformed. And then they connect to the life of the church and they become fully alive in Christ. Amen. And that journey of being fully alive, is—it's that's exactly what it is. It's a journey. None of us in this room have arrived to fully alive, have we? We're on that journey. And thanks be to God, we're not where we were. Praise God. And so God's given us this vision to help people become fully alive in Christ. And that's the fundamental basis of the plan that God's giving us. Everything we do is centered around that idea of being fully alive in Christ. I was talking to a, a, a mother just a, a few weeks ago, and I was out in the foyer greeting, and I, I watched her. She, was, she came up to me and she was just, just crying. She, had some, you know, she was very emotional, and I was wondering, you know, what in the world? And she's like, you know, Pastor, I've been to a lot of churches. And I've seen a, a, a lot of kids' programs, and, and you know, I, I've even had my kids in those programs. And, and there have been times when I'd ask my kids, you know, well, what did you learn in kids' church today? And they're like, I don't know. And she said, when I got here, I let my kids go to kids' church, and they come home with this, this piece of paper that they can review their, their lessons and their messages, and now they can tell me what they've learned in kids' church, folks. What's, what's, what, what's the point here? The vision for us is for people to become fully alive in Christ. It starts with the next generation. Amen. Can I get, get amen to that? How many of you have kids? You want to see your kids fully alive. Folks, we have invested in that. We are intentional about helping your children become fully alive in Christ. That's a part of the plan. Amen. And so what we're saying is, We believe that God has given us this vision and this mission. And we believe that he's faithful. How many know God's faithful to keep his promises? Again, this vision's not mine. Every bit of this comes from Jesus. He's the one who said in John 10, 10, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Didn't he say that? And so all we did was say, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to that vision for everybody that we know. Amen. And so we have a plan, a vision, and a purpose. And so the question becomes, what's our next step beyond that? So number two, got to make preparations. Amen? Look at this. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 10. It says, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp, get this part, and tell them to do what? To get their provisions ready. In other words, I need you to make some preparations. I need you to follow through with a plan, all right? And here's what he said. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. You notice how close they are to fulfilling and hearing the promise of God? They're they're a a river away. Amen. Amen. And so here it is. They are on the verge of this, this vision that God's given them. And so he says, Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh. He told them, Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest, He has given you this land, your wives, Children and livestock remain here in the land Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed men, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest. And until they too possess the land your, the Lord your God is giving them. Only then... May you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned you. So the second point, if you're taking notes, you got to make preparations. God's given us the vision, right? Fully alive in Christ. God's promised us that we're going to love, teach, serve, and reach. That's our mission. We're going to carry out what God's called us to do. But we have to make a plan in order to take that, that vision forward. Just like the children of Israel had to do that, God told them, listen, Get your your things together. Get your plan together because God is taking you to a new place. A new place. That's where God's taking them. And so Joshua told them to prepare and to make provisions. They had to plan ahead. You notice what happened, right? He said, look, um, make your provisions. And so there were three tribes in the children of Israel that were going to stay on the east side. God had promised them that land. But what, what Joshua says is, listen, I need your key guys, your mighty warriors, to help us make these preparations and win this, the other side of the Jordan, the promised land. And so that's what happened. They, they made the preparations, and God says, I'm going to give you victory. And so here's what he's saying to us at Grow Church. He is saying, make provisions. In other words, get prepared, because I'm going to give you new ground. And you believe God's going to give us new ground? What we see right here, the people that are in this room, it's, it's amazing that you're here, but I, the new ground is there, there are going to be more people showing up who have needs, who need to hear the gospel of Christ, who need to hear that they can be fully alive in Christ. That's the new ground, folks. Amen? So God's calling us to new ground. And I believe that this vision is going to take place. Do you believe that this morning? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to watch. Lori and I have a message for you, just a real quick message, and then we're going to continue this. But I think this will really help this thing come into focus, the plan that God's given us for the future. I'm excited about the potential that our church has in the community and how many people we can bring in to help with the initiative. I'm excited about the I Will initiative because it's going to open doors for A lot of people and a lot of ministries to reach out to people that we might not be able to get to right now,
1: but people's hearts are already reaching for it. This initiative is us as a body
0: moving forward. I'm excited about the I Will
1: initiative. Hey, I'm excited
0: about the I Will initiative. I'm so excited for I Will. We're excited about I Will. Hey, everybody, we're so glad that you're here with us today. We want to take you on a journey from where we started to where we are today. The vision for our church started over 88 years ago as a few people gathered in a living room to pray and ask God how they would impact their community. The original church property was on Scott Mill Road in Canton, Georgia. The congregation worshiped there from 1935 to 2004. It was then that God gave us the opportunity to move into our current facility at 2510 East Cherokee Drive in Woodstock.
1: God has abundantly blessed our church. We are so thankful for where he has brought us. We are looking forward to the future with much excitement to see where he is taking us and that you are here with us on this journey.
0: I'm really excited about introducing to you the I Will Initiative. Let me tell you what this looks like. Over the next two years, we will have the opportunity to take part in this generosity initiative to help expand, grow church, and all that God has for our ministry.
1: You know, Lance, in the Word of God in Joshua 1.16, it says, Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. This is our prayer for you and our church, that we will walk boldly into this two-year generosity initiative as we step into the next chapter of the vision that God has given us a vision that will enable us to lead people to salvation in Jesus Christ and to fulfill their God-given purpose.
0: We want to share with you the three elements of the I Will Initiative. The first one is this, our current impact. Now, all of you know what we do. We love God and we love people. We teach others to grow in God's character. We serve others and we reach our community by sharing God's message. Our church is doing this week in and week out. We see people coming to Christ and making Him the Lord of their life. We see people joining small groups and forming relationships. We see people taking next steps on their journey to be more like Christ and figuring out how God wired them and how they can make a kingdom impact with their life.
1: We must continue to resource and fuel all the current ministries that have such a spiritual impact on so many. In order for us to do this, We will need $1,100,000, which is what it currently takes for the operating budget for Grow Church for a two-year period. Through the I Will Initiative, we are not only going to be intentional about continuing the ministry that God has been doing here at Grow Church, but we are also going to be focused on our future, which brings us to our second element, Release.
0: Through the I Will Initiative, we will reduce our indebtedness by $400,000, and thereby releasing funds currently servicing debt back into better resourcing and expanding the ministry of our church. Because most of our staff members are part-time, they're limited in so many ways to be able to serve our congregation and our community. By reducing our debt, we would release resources for our staff and ministries of Grow Church to fulfill our mission at an even greater level.
1: Now reaching the next generation is very near and dear to our hearts. Did you know that 86% of Christians come to faith between the ages of 4 and 14? We have got to seize that moment. We are already doing this from our high schoolers to our babies. We are making a kingdom impact in discipling the next generation, and we want to continue to do effective ministry with the 414 window. Through this initiative, we will invest in upgrades to better attract the next generation so we can continue to grow them in Christ so that they can fulfill their God-given purpose. We would like to upgrade the facilities for our kids and teens to have their very own special places to be able to worship, connect with God and others in a safe and comfortable environment. We would also like to upgrade our outdoor playground area for our nursery age children.
0: We believe that the gospel is the most powerful message in the world and we want to reach beyond the four walls of this church. Therefore, we would also like to upgrade our media equipment. We know that we live in a technological age and we want to be able to live stream our services effectively and have an online presence. We want to be able to share the gospel with clarity and with excellence.
1: Now we are so thankful for the beautiful building God has blessed us with but it is in need of some renovations. We would like to paint and put new carpet in our sanctuary and also our classrooms. We have the opportunity to create an excellent and pleasing environment for people of all ages here at Grow Church. Our goal for Attract is $300,000. We are trusting him to move through his people to invest 1.8 million over these next two years to accomplish this expanded I will vision. We can do this because the 1.8 million is our secondary goal. Our primary goal is 100% participation. No amount is too big or too small. We can do this while working together as the body of Christ to make his vision for us a reality.
0: Now Lori and I would not ask you to do something we would not do ourselves. We are totally invested to this I Will initiative. My family and I are praying and asking God to clarify what He wants us to do and what sacrifices He wants us to make in order to make our I will a commitment. I'm simply asking you to ask God what He wants your I will commitment to be and then respond. Come and join me and my family in this I will initiative. We We are are excited excited about about I will. will. So you see, that God has a plan for us to fulfill the mission of Grow Church. Amen? And so here's what I want to do. I want to continue talking to you about this idea of making our plans. And you heard the three components of the I will, impact, release, and attract. Now, here's what I'm saying that we all need to do, including myself, that we pray and we ask God at what level that we're going to participate. How many of you believe in the vision of Grow Church? And so what we're saying is the key here is doing this together, right? The primary goal for us, it's not really a financial goal, that's the secondary goal. The primary goal is that we say, Pastor, we believe in what God's doing at Grow Church. And so we're gonna, we're gonna all in, we're gonna participate, and not one of us will be left out. And so now we know the vision, now we know the plan. And so what's the last step? God made the provision. He made the promise, right? And so the last thing that we have to do is simply obey. Let's take a look at, go back to Joshua chapter 1, verse 16. Here's what they said They answered Joshua, We will do whatever you command us, and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses, and may the Lord God, your God, be with you as he was with Moses. So you notice, because God gave the, the vision, God gave the promise, and then He gave the plan, what happened is something happened in the hearts of the children of Israel, and they were willing to say, "You know what? You know what, Joshua? We're all in. We're all in. We're going walk, we're going to walk in obedience. We will do whatever you command us, and we will go where, where you send us. You know what? Those words are the words that a leader loves to hear. Pastor. We're all in on the vision God's given us. Tell us what to do, and tell us where we're going, and we'll go with you. Isn't that great? That's what exactly what happened to Joshua. So the question is, how was it that, that those people were so willing to follow Joshua? It's one word. It's trust. Here's what a leader, what a leader does. Over time, a leader builds trust by what? How do leaders build trust? They're consistent in what they say and what they do. In other words, they walk in character. So obviously, Joshua was a man of character, a man that they were willing to follow. And so because they trusted Joshua and because they trusted God, they believed that this promise was from him and that he would fulfill it. Then they believed in the vision and they would say, we're going to follow our God-ordained leader. Amen? Joshua is the book where God fulfills this promise. If you'll read on, you'll notice that they go over and they begin to take the land and they begin to stand before a holy God and say, I'm taking you to a new level. Here's what they're saying. They basically said, Joshua, I will. So I want to tell you, as a leadership, Lori and I are sold out to this vision. We've been here 10 years. 10 years. And God has done so much. He has been so faithful to us as, a leader, as leadership. And we believe that God is creating for us an environment where people can be fully alive. How many of you have experienced that since you've been here? And so here's what God is saying. I want you to walk fully alive in Christ. I'm going to walk fully alive in Christ. And when you say I will to something, you're making a commitment. You're making a stand. So I got to thinking about this. Lori and I, there's two, there's two commitments that I've made over the last 43 years that are very, very important. The first one was the moment that I accepted Christ as my Savior over 43 years ago. I've walked with God for over 43 years now. Can I tell you God's faithful? Can I tell you that God keeps his promises? And so that commitment that I made to Christ was, was one of the most important commitments, I've, the most important commitment I've ever made. The second commitment I made was to my wife. When I stood before my dad 23 years ago and said, I do, you know what I was really saying? I will. I will love you. I will be faithful to you. I will cherish you. And so those two commitments were, were me saying to, to her or into Christ, I will. I said I will to both of these relationships because you know why? Because I place a heavy value on those. Have you placed a heavy value on your relationship with Christ? What about your spouse? What do you do when you, play, when you have a high value on something? You invest. If I don't invest in my relationship with Christ by taking time to study His Word and read His Word, or if I don't invest in my relationship with Lori by spending time with her and having conversation with her, it goes nowhere. And so what I'm saying is I invest in what I value. Can I get an amen this morning? And so this is the same as true for our church. We've already said we believe in the vision and the mission. We value our church. I love being here on Sunday mornings with you guys. Amen? Don't you love coming and worshiping God together? And so here's what we've said. We value our church. We value what God's doing. We value the vision and the mission. And so what God is saying to us, why don't we say, do the same thing with what we're doing with our relationship with Christ and with the relationship with our spouses by saying, I'll invest in what I value. So we know that's a vision. We know we're going to be able to say, I will. So if we listen to the voice of God, if we pray and we take the time to hear his voice, we will see this I will vision come to pass. I got to looking at that word pro, provision, provision. You, look, you notice what it says? If you break that up, it's pro vision. You understand? So when you're pro something, you're for it. You believe in it. You're going to invest in it. And so what God's saying is, there's a vision here at Grow Church, and he's going to give the provision, and you and I are going to invest in it because we value. And so what's going to happen is, because we're provision, God's going to provide. Because before you invest in something, you have to believe in it. Lori and I believe in the vision of Grow Church so much that we're willing to lead the way in a commitment to this I Will initiative. This card that I have here, this is a commitment card. You're going to see this a lot in the next month or so. On March 29th, as a church, we're going to say, I will. We're going to invest in the vision of Grow Church on that day. Lori and I have our card ready. And we're going to lead the way in this initiative. Because we believe that there are more people out there. More people out there who need to say I will to Christ who need to be fully alive and so March 29th is going to be a very important day in the life of our church as we close this here's what I see I see people from all around not just Cherokee County but the United States and even the globe experiencing full life in Christ And because of our obedience and our diligence in preparing, believing, and obeying, we're going to continue to see that. And here's what I do believe. Here's what I feel like God's giving me right now. Some of you, you've been believing for prodigals coming home. You're believing for lost loved ones or friends to come to faith in Christ. I believe that because of your generosity and your your belief in this vision and following through in obedience, God will give us that harvest. How many of you long to see your family, friends come to know Jesus to be fully of life? And so here's what we say: just like the children of Israel said in Joshua 1:16, we will obey, we will go together, we will participate, and we're gonna see what Christ can do as we all together say. We will, Amen. Would you stand to your feet this morning? I want to. Here's what I want to do. I want to just. I want us to. Let's just start today, asking God. And maybe some of you are, are. uh, Maybe you got nervous when we when you started hearing about money. That's okay. But how many of you know, money follows ministry. It takes money to run a church, right? And so I want you to focus less on the money because I believe God's going to provide that. And focus on more of where your heart is toward Him and where your heart is toward the church and where your heart is toward those out there. Amen? Because here's what I'm, I'm not asking you to, to commit to anything right today. I'm not asking you to do that, but I am asking you to begin to open your heart and begin to pray about what God would have you do. And so this prayer today is us locking arms together in unity right now to say, God, I love Grow Church. I love what you're doing here. I'm a part of it. I've been impacted by it. Over this this initiative, we've been talking about uh, some stories I've, I've shared with you one or two, but you're going to hear more in the, all throughout the month. But what I'm hearing over and over again is, man, I was I was in a bad place before I came to Grow Church, and Grow Church has been a part of my heart being healed, and and now I'm, I'm I feel like I am walking fully alive in Christ. I'm hearing stories of, of one little kid who wrote on a piece of paper who said just before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Church is the best in the world. Folks, this is the kind of impact Grow Church is making right now. So our heart is, Lord, I love this place. I've been impacted. Lord, what's my part going to be in this I Will initiate. Would you just bow your heads and maybe take the hand of the person beside you today? As we pray together, as the body of Christ. Just begin in your own way. Just begin to pray. God, what would you have me do? What Would you, would you position my heart and my mind and my spirit to be able to say, like the children of Israel, we will. I will. Because this thing is greater than us. The vision is greater than us, Lord. Begin to pray that. Begin to pray. Open your heart up to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we search our hearts, as we search our minds, as we prepare for what you're going to do through the I Will initiative, Lord, I pray that we would be sensitive to your spirit, that like what Jesus said, that we would know and hear your voice. And then when we hear your voice, that we would say, yes, I will obey. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.